1987, Michael Jackson released the wildly popular album Bad, his final collaboration with producer Quincy Jones. Bad consists of nine tracks, and of those nine, seven hit the top 20 on the Billboard charts. Of those seven tracks, five hit the number one spot on the charts. This record-breaking feat would not be duplicated until 2010, when Katy Perry released her third album, Teenage Dream, which also boasts five tracks that took the number one spot on the Billboard charts. That Perry's album became a massive success is no surprise. She had a massive team of big-name producers and writers behind her, though Perry herself does also share writing credits on each of the album's seven tracks. Writers and producers like Esther Dean, Sandy V, and Stargate can be seen in the third single released for the album along with the influence of two other figures, her boyfriend of the time, Russell Brand, and famous beatnik author Jack Kerouac. Brand had been reading Kerouac's On the Road at the time and told Perry that a specific paragraph had reminded him of her. The paragraph reads, The only people for me are the mad ones, the ones who are mad to live, mad to talk, mad to be saved, desirous of everything at the same time. The ones who never yawn or say a commonplace thing but burn, burn, burn like a fabulous yellow Roman candle exploding like spiders across the stars. And in the middle you see the blue center light pop and everybody goes, aww. The single this paragraph inspired has become one of Perry's signature songs and omnipresent in pop culture. From pop radio stations to Joe Biden's presidential inauguration, and even the controversial 2014 political comedy The Interview, Perry's anthemic, upbeat single is inescapable. Even Perry herself is a big fan of the song and the response it has elicited in her listeners. Quote, Now people are coming back and almost adopting it as their own anthem, and it's hard, I think, to write an anthem that's not cheesy. And I hope that this could be something in that category. I hope this could be one of those things where it's like, yeah, I want to put my fist up and feel proud and strong, but I also don't want to be cheesy. It's a fine line. And I think this single would be like the opus or my one song if I had to pick a song to play because it has a great beat, but it also has a fantastic message. End quote by Katy Perry. That's right. We're talking Katy Perry's firework on Cover Me. Baby, you're a That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions, compares them against one another to find out which one feels like a plastic bag. I'm your host as always, The Snake, joined by my paper-thin co-host, Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger, how you doing? Doing alright. Not that's much good. else to say, to though, hear. than that, things are alright. Things are all right. That's good. Now, Alex, you may have noticed I introduced myself as the snake. I did notice this that. This time on, on Cover Me. So uh, I'm figuring, you know, a popular radio trope is it's like a one dude with a regular name and one dude with an outlandish name, right? It's, right, yeah. The like morning Jerry show and, thing. And, and the, the, the gooch or whatever. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm taking the role of that upon me now. I think from now on on Cover Me, I'm going to be the snake. How do you feel about that? I mean, whatever you want to do, man. Might need to change the description, though. Well, oh, that's true. I, I don't think I think I've taken our names out of the description already. Because so. hmm. it turns out we're not famous, so nobody cares. So it doesn't matter. Well, we are. they won't know. So like, from an advertising perspective, they, they they just see two full names and they go like, "Okay, cool." That's a lot of syllables, especially Mildenberger. I know, right? And and leading, like that's the first things I had in the original description is like Jay Cressy and Alex Mildenberger. And they just which, if you're trying to sell gone. something, that's not how you start. <laughs> They've already left. 
They go, two names I don't give a shit about. Maybe they're famous, but they're not in my circle of fame. I'm getting out of here. So that's that, Alex. Mm-hmm. And exciting news, a third proper noun is joining us on today's episode. What? Uh, a returning guest, uh, entrepreneur, and a, a lover and friend and confidant, Greta James. How are you doing? Hello, the snake and Alex Mildenberger. Um, now, do you think it needs to be the other way around, Alex and the snake? Um, Alex and the snake rolls a little better, I think. But the snake yeah. and Alex sounds fine too. It's not like sometimes Why it's awkward. Why do you guys the snake names. and the burger? Snake burger. Snake burger. Does Alex need a a radio nickname too? Should be Alex. I don't know. I feel like with the last name Mildenberger, you got to Alex Cords of Steel Mildenberger. <laughs> Cords of Steel. Um, that is not accurate. Maybe. I lose my voice so fast from talking. <laughs> Cords of parchment paper. Yeah, that, that's the paper might not thin. Think you're real people. That's right, paper thin. Yeah, co-host. That's me. Now, Greta, welcome back. You're you're joining us today. Thank you. Live in studio. Yes. Um, tell me. Yeah. How's it feel to be back? Uh, it feels great. Feels like I never left. No, it, it feels like it's been a while, actually. It has been, been a while. When was the last time you were on, Greta? Yeah, was that Kylie? Kylie. Can't get you out of my head, and mm-hmm. it was great. I that loved that. Ago. It was so much fun. That was a while ago. And that was the reason why I wanted to do another poppy fun song because i really enjoyed doing kylie right and now you also specifically suggested that this episode come out around this time because of guy fox day yes um or guy fox night as it's known is it night yeah it's more of a night it's also known as guy fox day listen i have a whole trivia section lined up here okay the thing is we don't really do that here in canada yes tell us about a, um, a typical Guy Fox day or night in in the land of New Zealand, well, the land okay. of the what is it, the thin long cloud? No, the the long the long, long white, white cloud. cloud. Okay, yeah. Um, but we also say the land of the flat white because everyone drinks flat whites over there. Okay, which is really just a latte, a little less foam. Um, Guy Fawkes Day. I don't know a lot about the history of it. It wasn't something we intensely covered in school. But basically, you let off fireworks and you get sparklers. And it's only one night a year, so everyone has to put their dogs away. Um, a lot of people will do it in parks or schools. Um, or I grew up in Christchurch, so we had like a little beach suburb called New Brighton. So they had a big pier and they used to let all the fireworks off there. So that was a huge thing. They had like little carnival rides. They had food trucks. They had porta potties. They had... Also, and you could sit on the beach and watch the fireworks go off. And that was, I think in my teenage years, that was a yearly event. Because it was fun. You can go there with your friends and it's not the family thing where you watch like your weird uncle go and light it, the fireworks or whatever and everyone has to stand back. Right. It was, it's more official. So there's yeah there's more fanfare. Yeah. But then when I compare it to, like it was obviously really exciting and I loved it and I love anything sparkly and colorful and loud. Um, but when I compare it to any fireworks I've seen over here, they were so sad and they were only once, one day in a year. Whereas over here, you guys have, like Calgary Stampede, you have fireworks every night. And oh, yeah. I would argue those were probably longer than the annual fireworks. In now, was there often music paired with these firework displays? Like you said, it sounds like it was a pretty piddly display, but. Um, I don't remember there being music, no. Okay. I don't. Think so. That might have changed. I feel like they still do it. 
Um, but we didn't have the production behind it, like. But I didn't need it. Like it was still so exciting. Right. Because I know I've been to in Calgary. I think it's an international fireworks show. Alex, have you ever been to that international fireworks show? Global Fest happens in summer. Yeah, that might be the one. No, I haven't. Um, I've come close, but I've never actually ended up going. Never been. With it. And yeah, then, like every night, it's like a different country-themed fireworks. Yeah, I don't really know how that works. Yeah, I believe so. And I, I think I think they. It's not. They, I think it's a different like uh, roster rather than just a specific country, right? So you'll go through. Sure. You'll get several different uh, shows, I guess, sets. And then it's uh, so a national team, whether it's Canada, the States, China, whoever, will have built a, a fireworks like a small fireworks show and i think it's typically set to music i've been once weird yeah, yeah. Are there fireworks, i don't know like, if are the colors the country what don't you know if oh i i don't know if um fireworks shows are normally set to music because i usually view fireworks shows like from a few blocks over kind of like because they're in the sky mm. so it doesn't really you don't need to be close so i don't know if that's they right play music i'm trying to think of if they're set to music at disneyland Everything's set to music at Disneyland. Don't they just always yeah. play music? I feel like it's... That, that could also be the thing. They just always have music playing. <laughs> I feel it would be hard to time fireworks to music. Because you know how you can get, like, the light displays? Like, it's so impressive. Time or whatever, mm-hmm. And they, like, time it to Skrillex or something like that. It would be so hard to do that with fireworks. Because you couldn't just, like, run it for a few times to get everything, like, lined up and timed right. <laughs> You've got one go to get it done. I suppose. Not that I've ever made fireworks. I don't know how tricky that is. So. Wow, the professional grade ones, I think, are pretty difficult. Yeah. Fireworks were discovered in, like, I, I actually saw the date this week. I forget what it was, but, like, really early times. A dude just mixed, like, three kitchen ingredients. It was like, whoa, this shit's <laughs> on fire. And then put it in a bamboo tube. And it was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Oh, funny. And then he, sh- like, shot it at his friends and they all laughed. Yeah, probably. I was <laughs> I've never understood that. It scares me, the thought of people shooting fireworks at, at each other for fun. Oh, yeah. Alex, you ever shoot fireworks at other people? Um, no. No, I've never shot fireworks. Um, I've never been a fan, huge fan of fireworks. I used to be terrified no, of them when it? I was very young. Okay. Um, fair. I don't know if those two facts are related. Time, okay. There was one, I was once in a field with people who were shooting fireworks. Like, they had those tubes and they lit them and ran around. But, uh... I wasn't shooting fireworks. I didn't have one myself. What about sparklers, Alex? Is that more your jam? Like, like on cakes? Yep. Yeah, sure. Or in your hand, you know. <laughs> yeah, you hold them and you draw like little circles in the air. Mostly just had them on cakes. Ate cakes. Like to eat cakes. Oh. So. Now, and do you prefer that to a regular candle? Uh, no, because they <laughs> you gotta wait for them to like burn all the way down. It's like, after the halfway point, it's kind of like, all right, we get it. You're yeah, sparkly. we get it. You need like a shorter fuse sparkler. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, granted, before we get into the, the meat of this, mm-hmm. um, you, since your last appearance on here, have started a business. I have indeed. Can you I'm tell a- us about that? Uh, it's called Poppy Threads. Poppy Threads. Uh, so it's a mobile clothing business. So like a little pop-up store. Um, so I've just started in the past few weeks. So I'm doing like winter accessories, toques, scarves, mittens, uh, and then I'm going to do that up till about Christmas, and then it will mainly be like a summer event, like lots of skirts, dresses, like shorts for guys, and cool tops, and just fun clothing that I would hope to 
show you in a light, the 4th of July. Beautiful. Now, I've seen the place, of course. I've been involved with it to some extent. Yeah, it lot. looks great. Greta, where can people physically find you and where can they find you online? Um, so physically, like I said, it is a pop-up store. So we don't have a permanent location. Majority of the time, I'm fortunate enough to have a spot on Robson and Denman, which is in Vancouver's West End. Um, and once again, that's why it's more of a summer spot because it's close to the beach. It's close to Stanley Park. Um, but I will also maybe do some local markets, um, like craft markets, maybe even farmers markets if they have some little spaces available. Um, but the most important thing is to follow follow me on social media so you can see where I am and what I'm going to be doing and what I've got on on offer. So my Facebook is Poppy Threads. It's the username, and my Instagram is Poppy Threads Pop Up. Um, or if you really want to, you can email me at poppythreadsinfo at gmail.com. Hey, there you go. We got huge emailers in the, in the fan base here. Yeah. No, no. Really. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can also email me about cover me and I can direct the message to where it needs to go. That'd be perfect. Thank you. Um, Greta, we're talking about Katy Perry. Like, yes. Tell us about your history with Katy Perry. I love Katy. All I right. Miss- Alex, tell us about your- <laughs> <laughs> I do. She's great. I've seen her perform twice. I saw the Teenage Dream Tour in Auckland with my sister. It was great. It was amazing. Probably one of the best shows I've seen, I would argue. Um, and then I saw her in Brisbane for a different tour. I can't remember. Oh, Prism. Prism. Um, that was still good. Now, on either occasion, did she shoot fireworks out of her titties? No. What about and nor cream? did she shoot whipped cream out of her titties. Um, but she's funny. Like She like took someone's phone from the audience. It was obviously like a teenage girl or something. And she's like, oh, who did you last message? And she's reading this girl's phone on stage. And she's like, oh, you messaged your mum. And the mum's like, um, tell me when you get out and I'll pick you up here or whatever. So Katie like took a selfie and sent it to the mum. I was like, that's so cute. Because imagine if that was on your phone. You'd be stoked. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, fun fact, because I put on like a blue wig when I went out for the for the Teenage Dream tour in Auckland. And one guy told me I looked like Katy Perry. <laughs> He was lying to me, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was still fun. I was like, oh, thanks. He was one of those, like, taxi bike things. You know how they have, like, the carriage on the back? Oh, yeah. Like a... Like an updated rickshaw. Yeah. Um, But no, I love Katie. I think she's great. But I am a very basic mainstream kind of girl. So I know that she's probably not the jam of the snake and the Mildenberger. Well, hey... Don't you pretend to know our musical tastes? Well, <laughs> Follow-up question. Yes. This song, yes. Firework. Yes. Or yes. her new song, or new-ish, Electric. I am feeling electric at the moment. Okay. And I think the only difference is when Firework came out, I probably liked it from the get-go. Um, the first time I heard electric, because we actually watched a, the music video, and I, I, I think I was a bit distracted by the music video and trying to figure out that plot line instead it's of very actually, confusing. Yeah, instead of actually listening to the song, but it's a fun thing to sing. I like it. Yeah, and why firework aside from any other Katy Perry song? Um, because I don't know. It's a good song. I think it's arguably one of her most known songs. It's very popular, Beautiful. and also it ties in with Guy Fawkes, and this is usually the time I'm on here. Um, it's a fun song to sing to. It is. Now, did you ever see the hit film, The Interview, in 2014? I did. And it's 
funny and I like it's Did you know that it. I did improv classes with a guy who's in that movie? What, the guy from the The, the guy who was also in yeah, the other two movies I was seen him in. Who was he in the interview? He's like an FBI agent, I think. Liberty. I know, right? This dude's huge. <laughs> Alex, tell me about your history with Katy Perry in this song. I mean, you gotta understand that, like, Katy Perry was, like, huge. Um, kind of at the height of Maybe my so. music snobbishness about oh, yeah, I know. 10 years ago. And, like, just after that. So, like, I, I wasn't a fan. Uh, of course, softened towards it. But, like, this song in particular, um, I'm just impressed that like i heard it everywhere at the time and it's been consistently played like i still hear it on the radio and i don't even really listen to the radio like i'll be in someone else's car and this will come yeah. on the radio and it's it came out like 11 years ago that's yeah. right like that's crazy almost to the day yeah almost exactly like, 11 years ago <laughs> like like it's it's had some pretty impressive longevity for sure yeah it certainly has and and much like yourself, Alex, I obviously didn't like Katy Perry at that time because I was all about classic rock, especially not something like this, which is, I think, I mean, Katy Perry says it's not that cheesy, but it's pretty cheesy. Yeah, it's not cheesy. It wasn't cheesy at the time. I don't think it was. I don't think I listened to it. I'm like, the song's too, like, fluffy. I thought it was a nice song. Just looking at it now and some of the covers, I'm like, oh, it's cheesy as shit. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Alex, really, the impressive, the, the impressive part is... No, the, go ahead. The, the, I was just going to say, like, the vocal, like, on, on the chorus, she gets up pretty high, and I think that was really... That's probably oh, yeah, one of the appealing high. things, because uh, I would see it on, like, uh, like talent show contests, you know? And oh, yeah. people would sing the, this the kind of The amount of talent show fucking versions of this I had to weed through to compile a playlist, let me tell you. Yeah, because it's... I mean, it's an impressive vocal, so if you want to show off... Oh yeah, exactly. This song lives and dies on its chorus section. That's why it's popular, and it's it's a very strong performance on Katy Perry's part. Mm -hmm. Alex, did you ever see the interview? Um, I don't think so. Which movie is cool? The interview. (laughs) That was that one. James Franco. It was in 2014. James Franco and Seth Rogen. Oh, the interview. There was a whole controversy. The interview. No, I never it was like watched. Banned it. for a bit. Yeah, they're like, we can't like release this North film Korea, now. Set in North Korea or whatever. North Korea's mad, and then this song plays like a pivotal part in it because it's how James Franco connects with Kim Jong Un in the movies because they they like like Kim Jong Un likes Katy Perry. Yeah, but no, I have Katy Perry or just this movie. song. I think that song is the specific uh, one they bond over. But yeah, he's and a they Katie like Katy Perry fan. Sing it, yeah it's, yeah. it's funny. It's worth a watch, Alex, if you haven't seen it. I was actually yeah, going to watch it recently because I saw a clip from it, and I was like, I never watched that back in the day because th- there was a whole thing about yeah, it because that was like the Sony leaks. There were like leaks of yeah, emails, and like, they were, that was in them. That's I don't right. remember the context at all, and they were weren't going to publish it, and then it ended up coming out on Netflix or something, and there was a thing, probably just a marketing thing. I don't know, maybe, but also it was a thing. Yeah, it definitely gave that movie a better life than it deserved. I don't think it's a great <laughs> comedy by any means. It's a, a fine one. I remember like seeing a, you know it's a three out of five. I remember seeing a a, a video about like how they because it was shot or some of it was shot in Vancouver, so they were showing how they like covered up landmarks in vancouver and like put up mm-hmm. statues of i, I love seeing vancouver landmarks in things when i watch them i'm like hey i live there <laughs> it's pretty cool 
That makes sense though. Seth Rogen's, uh, isn't he in Richmond or something like that? Yeah, something like that. He's, he's a local. A, he's a Vancouver legend. We've had donuts from the place that he gets well, donuts Yeah, we've had from. donuts with Seth Rogen out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what we really need to have is a conversation about these lyrics. We do. Yes. Yes. I hadn't Let's really listened to them this. much before. I'd only listened to the chorus, and even then. Um, and even then, you just kind of knew firework. Yeah. All right, so here's verse one, people. It goes like this. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind wanting to start again? Do you ever feel, feel so paper thin like a house of cards, one blow from caving in? Do you ever feel already buried deep, six feet under screams, but no one seems to hear a thing? Do you know that there's still a chance for you? Because there's a spark in you. Oh, she's so sweet. I feel like she's like... She, this is such a nice song. It is a very positive song, hopeful. right? It's it's like, hey, you ever feel down? Because you shouldn't. Because you're pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very yeah. positive. And also, like, you, you read the, the Jack Kerouac quote before. Um, mm-hmm. And my thoughts on that, like, my interpretation of the Jack Kerouac quote was maybe a little less positive. Like, I... It's, it seemed to be more the the um, school of thought of, like, some people just have it, some people don't kind of thing. Um, I, I, and I don't remember the context in the book, which I did read, but it was a long time ago, and I don't remember it very well. Um, yeah, I mean, you read it probably more than I did. I read <laughs> enough to write an essay on it. And <laughs> so um, you don't need to read a whole book to do that. But, yes, I, I feel like it's it's much more positive than, than the uh, quote that, kind of inspired it. Yeah, like Which he refers to cool. them as the mad ones, right? Yeah, yeah that one's very like burnout mean, kind like, of thing. Insane. Because I, I think, I, and I forget the, the actual name of the, the guy in it that he writes about quite frequently, um, but who ends up just kind of like a deadbeat. I want to say Dean, like he, he but I'm pretty it. sure I got the, Dean. we had different names. Yeah, you got the the edited names, but yeah, yeah that character, um, like he uh, he's really who that that quote sort of encapsulates is somebody who 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 burns brightly and sort of inspires people, but is like a fucking wreck themselves. Yeah. Like they're he's not a well balanced human being by any means. And Jack Kerouac is saying that's the people he wants to be around is these people who I, I don't know, like just because I mean I guess they're interesting. The, like the I get it. of the world. Yeah. That's- Whereas Katy Perry's interpretation, you're it? right, is not like the, the, these are uh, mad people in a in a sane world, or perhaps sane people in a mad world, but just like you yourself are beautiful and unique and can burn brightly. Yeah. So, um, thanks for making people say, feel nice. Does a plastic bag really want to start again? What's the plastic bag want to start again? I huh? feel like maybe it's more well, of a I mean, semicolon situation than a comma, but... Uh, hmm. Is it plastic? Is a plastic bag more really distant for the dump? Like, you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's about it's recycling. Like a, a lot of people. It's yeah, about yeah, this is reuse, yeah. reduce, recycle. Yeah. I don't know. Like a plastic bag doesn't really have like a long life, generally. Well, it does. Well, I mean, it does, and that's the problem. That's but... the problem, Greta. Environmentalism. Look it up. <laughs> but I mean, how many people, except for us, back in these days, get like plastic bags and use it for decades on end? I suppose you're right. Maybe it's, the plastic bag. Do you has- ever feel like a single-use thing that's been discarded, and and you wish you could start again? Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm 
grasping at straws. Yeah, I, I mean, I do think like Maybe. they're separate thoughts. <laughs> separate by a comma, Alex. But true. Yeah. I mean, like it's it's one sentence. I don't know about your your belief in sentence structure, but like, I, take out- I trust me, trust me. I believe in sentence structure. I believe very strongly <laughs> in sentence structure. Um, but these these singers are always cheating. That's true. That is true, Alex. Um, you know what? All this to say, I've never felt like a plastic bag. Of all yeah. the things I've felt like, what a, I don't know. It's just a crazy opening line. Yeah, I'll, it is. It is weird, and I I had never listened to it before. But yeah, just like feeling like you're getting blown through life, like you're you're not in control. Yeah, and, and then you can collapse at any moment cool and could bag. fall apart. All right. Okay. So we agree. It's. It's crazy. But, but the second part, the second part is tied together better. Feel paper thin like a house of cards and that one blow from yeah, yeah, yeah. that I is a house like, of cards. I feel like that's stronger. It yeah. just seems weird to not lead on your your strongest your foot. Stronger one. But I guess you know, you got to you got you to hook the listener in. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? The, like, the, the, the initial response is no. No I fucking don't. <laughs> no. Why would I feel like What that? are you going to say next? Boom. Hook. All right. So, what we're going to say next is you just got to ignite the light. And let it shine. Just own the night. Like the 4th of July. Apparently originally that line was like a firefly. But then she changed it to the 4th of July. Which week's better? Much better. Yeah, it's definitely, it's more, I guess they're both very evocative of like light at night, obviously. But 4th of July is just much grander. And this song is very grand. And obviously, it's about fireworks. So, 4th of July yeah. fits maybe a little better. Yeah, that's it's, it just works in with your you, the 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 conceit of the song, the metaphor, which uh, the, which the thesis statement here is coming up. I don't think we need to spend too much time in the pre-chorus here, because baby, you're a firework. Come on, show them what you're worth. Make them go ah 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 as you shoot across the sky. Baby, you're a firework. Come on, let your colors burst. Make them go ah ah ah. You're gonna leave them all in ah ah ah. Ah, mine says you're gonna leave them falling down. Where are you getting your lyrics from? Google. Terrible. You're gonna leave them falling down, down. I feel like it's down, isn't it? No, because the pun is that you're gonna go awe, and you're gonna leave them in awe. Mm. Yeah, and that one actually Alex. comes straight from the quote. From the, from yeah, the Kerouac quote. from the, the Jack Kerouac quote. Uh, all right, all right, I'll let you guys win. <laughs> Yeah. What, it, what would it but, even mean? You're going to leave them falling fall, down. Yeah, because they're going to be blown over by how spectacular well, So you when are. you went out to your Guy Fox nights, yeah. did, well, how many fireworks knocked you onto your fucking ass? How many? <laughs> this is all metaphorical, I'll have you know. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying, mine says falling down. And now I'm trying to picture hearing it in my head, and I don't know if she says down or ah. Uh. I'm listening for it now. That's why I'm quiet. I got a best man on it right now. All right, Alex. Tell us what the verdict is. I, I still think it's awe. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing it up. Um, but I, I mean, I understand. It, it, she kind of mumbles, you know? And, and, and that happens throughout the chorus. Like, she, there's some cheating yeah. going on to make the rhyme work. Now, hold on, Alex. We're coming up to the part here. Okay. So she's saying, you're going to leave him going, ah? 
or you, fooling you us. Leave them all in awe. You gotta uh, leave them all. Uh, oh, okay. Go to the if you go to the genius page, you're gonna have a better time. I here. don't under I can't optimize genius. You guys use it all the time, and I go on it, and it just doesn't strike me. All right, you're gonna leave them all in awe. Uh, 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 yeah, and, but, but she's um, kind of like she's kind of cheating to get some of the rhymes in, right? Like she's rhyming ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, with ska. Uh, like she's saying sky, uh, but uh, sky, uh, uh, like right, and even uh, like later on, it's just ah uh, and ah, uh, but it's just all ah. Uh. The other thing that's cool about yeah. uh, this part is, I, I don't know if this is actually what happened, but in the Jack Kerouac quote, which we keep coming back to, he says "burn" three times in a row, right? It says, "But burn, yeah. burn, burn like fabulous yellow Roman candles." So I, I wonder if the the three repetition thing actually came from that. I don't know, but it yeah, also there's also that other song, uh, more recent song called "Burn" by Ellie Goulding that says "burn" three times in a row. Any significance? I don't know, but it reminded me. I don't of know. That. I mean, Jack Kerouac is very popular. True. It's also very dead. I was going to mention that <laughs> that this is also co-written by like fucking six other people. And there is a quote saying by Esther Dean who says that Katy Perry kind of like led the way on it. There's the quote here. It's, we, uh, it says, Dean told Popier that she's always wanted to team up with the Californian star. She says, quote, I've been wanting to collaborate with her since I heard I kissed a girl. And I found out later that Katy wanted to work with me. So we did Firework in Peacock and wrote the lyrics together on both songs. That was me and Katy bouncing ideas back and forth. Katy already had the concept and the name in her head. That was one of the times when you allow yourself to be led by somebody who knows what he or she wants. She knew what she wanted. So I was like, I'll follow you. It's not something to be proud of after listening to Peacock today this morning. <laughs> yeah, Peacock is a garbage song, but yeah, and it's not e- it's not even fun to sing along to. But that that Easter Dean though, I like looked a little bit at her, and she's worked with a lot of people. Oh yeah, like, no, this is uh, they called this one of the like, like uh, like like signature mega pop albums. Mega yeah. pop meaning like highly produced, big fucking teams behind it, big names. Yeah. Like this is Katy Perry and and the corporate machine making yeah. music, make no mistake. If the and producers paid them, had more of a presence, they'd be considered like collaborations and they'd all have their names on it, but no one recognizes Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so all this to say that the 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 triple repetition that you're knowing there, Alex, may very well be a direct inspiration because Katy Perry did lead the lyric process on this song. Um, do we need to analyze the lyrics of the chorus? It's it's pretty on the nose. She's talking about fireworks. Yeah. You are shooting across the sky. Yeah. Show them what you're worth by, by being you, baby. You can be an explosive person. And people will be impressed. You can jump into so a much pool. So much so. That they'll fall down. That they'll fall down. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to feel like a waste of space. Your original cannot be replaced. If you only knew what the future holds, after a hurricane comes a rainbow. Maybe a reason why all the doors are closed, so you could open one that leads you to the perfect road. Like a lightning bolt, your heart will glow. And when it's time, you'll know. I didn't know that she... Which is electric. Electric! (laughs) What didn't you know? No, I feel like... And I think like what Alex said, some of these lyrics escaped me at the time a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I was probably more distracted by the fun song and the the repetitive ahs and whatever. like. Again, you really only need the pre-chorus and the chorus for this song to make sense. Yeah, but it's still like it's it's not as sweet as the first one, but it is still sweet. 
I like that she doesn't say she's, she's you're allowed to feel like a waste of space, but she says you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole maybe your reason why all the doors are closed so you could open one that leads you to a perfect road. And I will say that I don't really necessarily believe in fate, but I do think that things are like a domino effect. So if one thing happens, it might lead to the next thing. And that kind of follows that a little bit. Yeah, here's why I don't like that line. Why? Maybe a reason why all the doors are closed, so you could open one that leads you to the perfect road. Well, if there's a door open and you follow it, you know. Uh, no, 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 different. that's not what it says, though. Yeah. It says, so you could open. So what? it's not, all of the doors are closed. You still have to engage in the act of opening, which means there isn't, and that's the, the image that it's supposed to conjure, is that there is an open door for you. But... This suggests that you still have to go around and fucking jiggle all these handles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you gotta put the work in. Be open for you your whole life? Fuck that, man. It's supposed to be like <laughs> you're like walking down a hallway and then you're like, oh, all these doors Just explode with fire. Fireworks don't set themselves off. Someone's gotta. Well, they don't it's... light themselves off, I guess, do well, they? They don't. Someone's gotta <laughs> ignite the light. It's a perfectly fine line. I'm just trying to. <laughs> Why are you being so mean to Katie, man? I know. I gotta. I gotta be true to my teenage self and at least take some pot shots while I can. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Any other? Any other key lines we need to look at there? Um. Well, I mean, this is just more like the first verse was about how sometimes you're sad, and this one's like maybe the next thing will be not sad because sometimes good things happen after bad things. That is correct, Alex. That is really it, isn't it? Um, and then we get that pre-chorus, we get the chorus again, um, and then boom, 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 even brighter than the moon, moon, moon. It's always been inside of you, 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 and now it's time to let it through. Here's the problem. Here's the next problem. You guys ready for this? The moon isn't bright, it's the sun. Right, it's not that bright. The moon's just reflective. Come on. Wake up. Yeah, but the sun's- Wake up, But you can look at the moon. (laughs) So you can look at it and be like, oh, the moon's pretty bright tonight. But you can't be like, oh, the sun's bright, I'm gonna look at it. You just, you can't look at it, it's too bright. Well, yeah. So, I but you're even brighter than the moon. So maybe you're as bright as the sun. But well, when the actually, sun's bright, you're brighter than the moon. The bright. moon's not that bright, sure. But it's also nighttime. So, like, you can't compare. That's true. To the sun. Yeah. Right. It's a nighttime thing because yeah. you're a firework at night. So, yeah. I, okay. You, like, know what? Boom, you know, boom, you know boom, the moon. The moon's the pretty moon. great. Sure, the moon's great. But like you, oh. You know what? I didn't take the booms into consideration. She's describing a firework show right yeah. now. I'm a fool. And she's doing the but the triple repetition thing again. That's right. The moon's so bright because it's in the darkness. So you're in the darkness, but you can shine out of there. Yeah, and you're out, you're outshining the moon, which is a natural wonder. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you're a fireworks show. I mean, so when you were at your Guy Fox nights. Yes. Back in the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, when, when the fireworks were going off. Yeah. Were you like, oh, maybe I should look at the moon? Or were you like, oh, I'm going to look God at these no. fireworks? Yeah, I see. That's, yeah. that's what we're getting at here in the bridge. Fireworks. Yeah. So for the We've guy, for, for your guy Fox yes. Knights, did you also do uh, like bonfires and, uh, and fireworks? Not really, no. Not that I even No, not did. many bonfires? No. Didn't, didn't no. burn Guy Fox in effigy? No. No. Did you guys try and blow up Parliament or anything? Like- <laughs> no. It's, it was honestly just like fireworks in either the backyard or you go to, the you park. Go to New Brighton. There's Just curious. I've heard it Honestly. also referred to as bonfire night. That's the only reason. Shut up, Alex. <laughs> no, I've, I, I, I got trivia questions, that. man. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I 
hadn't heard of it referred to bonfire night until I saw that. I'll give you a hint. It's not. It's Alex's lion. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we won't ponder on that then. He's a bad guy. He's telling telling you falsehoods. That is all the lyrics. And with that in mind... What about the come on, let your colours burst? Is that not... Is that, That's not in the chorus, is it? Is that in the that's chorus? That's like her little freestyle at the end. Oh, is that a little freestyle? Okay, wait, do you want to hear say it for us right now? What? Say, come on, let your colours burst. Oh, that's nice. All right, thank you. <laughs> I don't like saying anything to say it. <laughs> about these lyrics? No, I think that covers it. All right, summarize. You're special and unique and good. And yeah. go go be your best and, self. Yeah, it's okay to have shitty times, but you're not stuck in them. All right, let's talk about these instruments, baby. I mean, you, you said it's it before. A lot of production, you know? A lot of production. So it's like a, a little kind of like one, two note, uh, like synth that comes with this. Yeah, it sounds like there's kind of like a couple things going on. But yeah, there's like a, a bit of a, like an interval going on. So there's like kind of one yeah. metallic sound, but there's also like a click thing and there's kind of like an, uh, a more windy, fluty sound. So, but they're all kind of playing together. So it sounds like one thing and it probably is ultimately. Ultimately a computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it doesn't last for very it long. Sounds good though. I mean, it sticks around pretty consistently. Yeah. It just goes to the background though. Cause yeah, because we get the that. drums in. Yeah. It's there for like the whole first verse. Yeah, this is definitely a song that like in in a lot of the instances more builds on the previous sections than like completely changes. Yeah. Um. Because like we go like the drums do come in for the verse. And you get a little dancing, get a little beat going on. Um, but the rest of it kind of sticks around. Um, there's a little drum fill halfway through. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but even <laughs> like going, I guess going into the pre-chorus, it does drop down. But that's the, that's like the build. Uh, and also introducing yeah, the, the, the strings. The, yes, the strings. So that's cool. So you kind of have the strings. I, I honestly always thought the strings, I thought the strings got higher and higher and higher. But they don't. They just go up and down and up and down and up and down. They it's the happen. illusion of going yeah. higher and higher. But yeah. maybe it's because she's going higher when she's singing it. Yes, with exactly. It. So like that's that's yeah, on yeah. her. Which is this is, I mean, it gets pretty. Kind of, like, she kind of like goes up like steps, I guess, with everyone. You know, and then that's your yeah, yeah, yeah. big high note. And then there are because on the first. Uh, chorus like the first half of that chorus is her doing the the pre-chorus build so it's the pre-chorus instrumentation and then what does come in is those higher strings as you go to like the one minute mark there they come up in yeah yeah I I, I kind of forgot because like they do this huge build in the pre-chorus but don't really like release that tension at first in the chorus She's singing the chorus as she does, but but the strings kind of stay up high. They still got the tension going on. Yeah, it's uh well, there's like there's actually like two different sets of them. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. There's some lower ones and some higher ones. I think. Does yeah, and it's right? those higher ones that that, right? that come in like sort of midway through the uh, <laughs> along with like a drum roll. Oh, I'm still in the first half. Yeah, well, I'm, oh, okay. I'm talking about right. where the first half ends here. And but yeah, you're right. Yeah, that there's like this build, but it's it's still pretty 
it's not like a traditional like just straight ramp up it's really the vocals guiding that ramp up kind of like yeah the and then the drums come on. in and that's like the kind of like, like what job. alex how the song was written <laughs> katie perry's guiding. oh yes <laughs> that's right good observation uh. uh the second half of the course is also where the bass line comes in which uh oh yeah Kind of adds some low end, which I think helps with the sort of increase in um, intensity for the second half of the song. Yeah, I think you're right. It gives it a little depth. Mm-hmm. So if everything's up high with Katy Perry, how do we understand how high she's singing? Yeah, you I need think a it's reference. Very underestimated how high she sings. <laughs> but it makes it it makes it more pronounced. I would argue. Yeah. Um, interestingly, one of the reasons that Katy Perry is just like, like it is just a raw vocal track for her. There's not a lot of production on her vocals. There's no harmonies or backups. And that was apparently a, like a, a producer move to be like, we got to show these people how the pipes on Katy Perry. Yeah. And it's like commonly like underestimated for pop stars, like especially like someone like Lady Gaga, when she did that whole um, shallow movie. No, what was the one with Bradley Cooper? Um, star is born. That's right. When she did that, I was like, oh, shit, that, that woman can sing. But when you do, like, things like I Kiss the Girl or, like, Poker Face, it's not really huge vocal talent, is it? Anyway, not a huge range, I suppose. Even though it's better than my singing abilities. So doesn't show it off. For it. Yeah. yeah so I that's why, I, that's an, yeah, another thing we'll see here with some cover versions is just how much strain this, this uh, chorus puts on the vocals. 100%. True. I, I had a teacher once was like, ta- he was talking shit about Lady Gaga specifically, but I feel like mm-hmm. he was just reaching for like pop star that he knew about. He was like, ah, oh, these pop stars nowadays, they can't sing like old opera singers. And I was like, dude, don't pick Lady Gaga. We know Lady Gaga can sing. Pick like, I don't know, yeah. J-Lo or someone who's like maybe a little more suspect. Yeah, pick somebody who is like a novelty Like, like if you're gonna be, if you're gonna, you know, rag on them at least... I don't know. Pick the right target. <laughs> don't don't pick the ones we know are good singers. Yeah. Um. And then when we come back to the verse, are we done talking about the chorus? Anything else to say there? Um. No, I don't think so. Well, the second verse, pretty much same as the first. Yeah. I think there's a little extra similar. auxiliary synth. And the bass sticks around. So like the bass sticks around for the second half. That's right. And then that just makes it feel, gives it that low end, I guess. Sorry, Greta, you raised your hand there. Is there a question? Oh, no, I'm just dancing and... Oh, okay. All right. Bobbing along. <laughs> um, and um, yeah. So then what basically happens for the next half is uh, we're a little more intense on the verse. And then once we get into the pre-chorus, there's more strings. It's just basically like the first part of the chorus from before. Yeah, we basically condensed the, the yeah. pre-chorus and first half of the chorus into just the pre-chorus. Yeah, so they still do, you know, big climb up in frequency and intensity and then but now as soon as we hit the chorus it's like the drums hit the tension release um and we're just we're we're going you know it's a chorus exactly legit chorus and like as pop music it's like the first chorus and pre-chorus is designed to to get let us predict the pattern know where the dopamine hits and then the second time around is just give us a hit of dopamine yeah and kind of subvert so that too <laughs> because the first one d- held off a bit and the second one That's just right. went for it 
second one just went boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Well, not Even quite better yet. Better than the moon, moon, moon. I don't they, know. they do a, they do another chorus and then a into the middle eight, which is that's right, definitely eight bars between these choruses. Um, very like pulsing drum. Chords are a little different, but like, and like longer, so it changes up a bit. Um, but you know, pretty standard as far as a middle eight goes. Slightly different chords. Slightly different lyrics, slightly different feel. Gives you a little break before you get right back into another pounding chorus. That's right. Now the middle eight, that's the that's the bridge, that's the boom 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 section. Yes. Yes it is. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you're right, it is a middle eight because it goes from chorus to another chorus. Yeah, and it's eight bars long. And it is eight bars. I count it. Yeah, we get we we get kind of like lower in this section almost. It's still like. I mean, yeah, it's still it's, high and upbeat, but it, yeah, like, it's lower than to the, the like, chorus. We so. go down to boom, boom, boom. We're doing a descending pattern. Yeah. To get in there instead of us and yeah. yeah, switching it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just like literally needed to to give you something different from the like constant upbeat of that chorus, right? Yeah, I've Maybe heard. Maybe it's also kind of like. I've heard it said that like your breakdown. Should not that your breakdown shouldn't be good on its own, but it should remind you how much you liked the rest of the song, how good the rest of the song was. Right. Oh, so that's it's like nice. kind a little palate cleanser. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then you get right back into it. Yeah. Exactly. It just works perfectly all together, really. Yeah. Like, and- it's not too overwhelming, but it's it it is like like an upbeat like anthem. But it's not like in your face. Like you can listen to it and just kind of half-ass along. Like you don't. It doesn't take energy. Well, out yeah, of you. and especially because so many there's so many different points of repetition. Yeah. Ah uh, ah uh, uh, boom boom boom. Yeah. Scott, you don't have to uh, be like uh. a hardcore fan to see where it's. Yeah, it's it's easy sing-along energy. Yeah. The message is pretty clear. Yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's well-constructed pop, and it's well-performed. She does a good vocal performance. The and production on it is pretty much spotless. Yeah, I think it's great. And she does to get she does actually do her own backing track in the uh, in the final outro here, where we get her doing the the bridge vocals. Yeah, then it starts to layer again a bit. Yeah, start to do some layering. So yeah, that's all it really takes to make a, a mega pop hit masterpiece. Is a and what it ends on is really cool. That team of producers. Yeah, team of producers. Decades of um, experience. Mm-hmm. Years and of Russell practice. Brand. That's all it takes. Yeah, and, and, and a random inspiration from a, a popular 1950s novel. That said. Yeah, simple. Simple and clean is the way that it's making me feel. Um, let's talk about this music video directed by Dave Myers and choreographed by Natricia Bernard. Yeah, let's talk about it. It's set in uh, Budapest. Yes, Alabama cruise chef. <laughs> and you get to see a lot of cool uh, European architecture. That's right. Um, uh, worth noting, so Dave Myers does a lot of hip-hop music videos, a lot of R&B. He's worked with Outkast, Jay-Z, Snoop Dogg, and of course, Limp Biscuit. Of course. <laughs> Limp Biscuit, hip-hop and R&B? <laughs> uh, he's, a, you know, he hangs out around. He's the outlier. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, and then Trisha is a UK-based choreographer who's done like a ton of music videos, live tour choreography, and commercials as well. So even on the music video front, we're getting pretty big names in the industry. Uh, like you said, it's shot in Budapest, uh, Alabama Cruise Chef, Princess Grace, Peyton Place, Trouble in the Suez. Uh, <laughs> I was the MTV Video Music Award winner for Video of the Year. Um, and interestingly, it features not actors, but just Katy Perry fans. So there are no, like, I, mean, I don't know if they, I hope they paid them. <laughs> they probably didn't, because, uh, hey, a Katy Perry fan, come be in this music video. So uh, he says, so there's an interview with Dave Myers here, and he says, I felt Firework was very personal. I was very drawn to that. We wanted to articulate the meaning of the song, what it means to be an underdog and have the courage on the outskirts of society to be your own person. So he says, we were both very into the idea of getting away from Hollywood and featuring real people in this video. So we featured real people. They weren't actors. Finding two gay guys in Budapest was a challenge because it's not as accepted there as it is in West Hollywood. I found an actual real couple. He says, the girl in this video isn't actually a sick girl, but we got her to shave her head. And if you're an 11-year-old, that's a massive commitment. Jeez, really? Yeah. He said, the people's commitment to it was really beautiful. And then he says, in the last scene, that wasn't 250 extras. That was 250 hardcore Katy Perry fans. Brackets that we didn't have to pay. I'm just kidding. Huh? <laughs> People were jumping because they were loving life. So it's, uh, yeah, one of the interesting aspects is that it's all Katy Perry's fan base that is featuring in this music video. I feel Not like in that last scene. That's cool. Mm -hmm. What's it, what'd you say, Greta? I feel like in that last scene where it has got all those people dancing, like it, like I looked at it, I was like, geez, these people are doing some hard out cardio right now. And oh like, yeah, they're like jumping and yeah. falling, and then they also form a choreographed like, like butthole. A, I was gonna say a star. <laughs> I was gonna say Katie starburst. <laughs> <laughs> butthole works. But I mean, there's a lot of energy and like, and if I was dancing next to Katy Perry, I'd be going buck wild too. Like I get it. Mm -hmm. It's a big party um, song. It is. It is a big party song. Yeah. Now, the most disappointing thing of this is that there are no actual real fireworks in this. Uh, Myers said, I tried to figure out a way to actually rig real fireworks to real people. Uh, he said, but it ended up being a hazard. Nobody wanted me to get close to Katie with them. So That's fair. That's <laughs> um, I thought it was a bit funny, not at the time, but like looking back at it, I was like, oh, I forgot that fireworks came out of her chest. And then I thought of California <laughs> Girls where she skirts cream out of her chest in the same album. Yeah, her chests are real weapons. <laughs> wow. Yeah, everyone's shooting like, fireworks out of their chest in this one. That's true. It starts with Katy Perry, though. People. So she's overlooking the streets of Budapest at the start, and then we get kind of like the vignettes of all these troubled characters, these people who are not currently shining like fireworks. Yeah. We get a kid who's like calming his sibling as his parents fight. Uh, there's a woman too scared to jump into this pool party with all her friends. Uh, there's a cancer patient. He's a sick girl. I, I, presumably cancer, sick. right? We have to assume it's cancer. <laughs> I mean, that's usually what the shaved head signifies. That is what the shaved head signifies. Either that or it's a sick skinhead at the age of 11. Yeah. Oh. There's the guy that gets jumped. Is that in the first verse? I don't think he shows up in our first like initial cast. We okay. sort of get exposed to more characters as we come along. Um, And then, yeah, lights start shooting out. Uh, Katy Perry starts just popping fireworks out. Which seems hazardous. And but she looks gorgeous. She looks like a Lord of the Rings character. She's <laughs> just beautiful. Um, yeah, she starts shooting these fireworks, and then people start seeing it. So, like, the patient sees it, um, and then the, the kid, like, sees the fireworks in himself, the kid who's comforting his sibling, and then he just straight up goes to murder yeah. his father. <laughs> <laughs> With the explosives. 
Yeah, he's like, there's a bomb inside of me. I think I can take him out. (laughs) I think that's also the last we see of that kid. Do we see him again? I don't think so. Not that I remember. He must come back. We can't just, like, have that kid be a prominent feature and be like, yeah, he kills his dad. You're a firework. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost promoting, like, suicidal bombing or something. And then the fireworks, like, increase in intensity outside in the city, which I assume is just shooting out of Katy Perry. It's it's sort of horrifying if you, like, like sans the inspirational music, it's like there's terror in the streets. Yeah, but those fireworks are like like sparklers. Like they're not well, I guess they do shoot out though. No, they shoot good. out. They they got some distance on them. They're getting air. Um and then and, it and looks then pretty get, as well. Like when in the only everyone where it's like the close up and these fireworks kind of sparking up from underneath them. Mm-hmm. Like it's nice little like glitter light, like a lo-fi like filter or something. Yeah, right, it is soft and glowing. It's played to be sure, but I mean still hazardous like, nonetheless. Right? It's still is still a lot. Now then we kind of get into our secondary cast of characters. We get the 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 lonely gay kid at the party. Yeah. Um, and then we get the the, the oh, then, but then other people start to get courageous as well. So that woman takes off her clothes to dip into the pool. Yeah. Um, and, and then then there's the guy that's also getting jumped. In the, the dude alley. getting jumped. Let's talk, Alex. What did you think about the dude getting jumped? Um, it's like it's 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 it. I mean, obviously, it's a guy getting jumped. So it's like, oh no, that's a bad thing. But also, it's hilarious. Because he's like yeah. a magician of some kind, and they're like pulling the scarves out of his pockets, and then just keep coming, and like, yeah, and then like, like doves the come d- out, like of doves out of his shirt, his jacket. Ah, like, oh. <laughs> it seems and like later, a joke, but it's not. Yeah. It's not played that way, really. <laughs> well, and like most people's situation, like like the kid at the party who then finds a dude and kisses him. Or like the girl who gets into the pool, their situation turns into something like positive, whereas he is now performing magic tricks for his life in a back alley. <laughs> oh no! It is a bit weird that one. It wasn't necessary to put that in. Uh, like the visually, it's it's I it's striking, but it, yeah, it plays off his comedy more than it plays yeah. off like with the rest of the tone of the. And they're the like, music "Oh, video. magic tricks!" And he's like holding fanned out cards, like he's yeah. not even doing any Doesn't tricks. Doesn't it like scare them? What's that? that? Doesn't it scare the the, the thugs? Doesn't aren't they like what? Well, this yeah, guy's... they're uh, enthused. I, I presumably they like it because they stick around, and he shows them card tricks. And they're like, "Oh shit, that was my he... card." Does he get to card tricks? Yeah. Well, once we cut back to him, he's doing like something with cards. Oh. He's mostly just holding Funny. them, but I, I think it's implied he's doing tricks of some sort. Yeah, there's that's where the fireworks kind of like you know glaze over details. It's like you can see light shooting out of him. It's probably a, a cool magic trick. Yeah. He's fizzing. That swallowing sword soon. Yeah. Um. We see a pregnant woman just blasting fireworks. What yeah. a dangerous. Given uh, birth. Yeah. Not just pregnant, but but in labor actively. And also, imagine if you're like pushing out a little, well, a big peanut out of your, your vagina, and there's some random kid standing there watching you doing it. Yeah. Also, what's the kid supposed like? Because so everybody kind of like, for the most part, like gains some sort of inner strength. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the woman learns to love her body and jump in the pool. The dude learns to be openly gay. The kid learns to murder his father. <laughs> like, they gain inner strength. The ma- magician learns that he can perform to save his life. Yeah. The kid just learns that, like, the hospitals are also where people are born. Like, 
Maybe. Is the, is the life. lesson life goes on? Sorry, kid. Like. Well, I mean, you can assume that she has had chemo because she's bald. So maybe there is going to be hope for her. I maybe. don't know. But is that represented by watching some random woman give birth? No, she's just a peeping Tom at that point almost. Yeah, and then she wanders out of the hospital, which can't be safe. She's probably going to bump into the guy performing magic tricks. Also, inadvertently, she now looks like hit Stranger Things character 11. <laughs> Just like bald child. Yeah, bald child that escaped a hospital. Oh, true. I wonder if they donated her hair, if they got her to shave her hair for the, the video clip. Maybe. That would require a little more work, I think, than they're willing to get. Um, any other key moments? Then they all just kind of uh, Did you mention the, the girl jumping in the pool? You probably did. I did mention the pool jumping. She jumps into uh, the pool. Yeah, and then they all escape to some some Budapest place. Yeah, like some, a plaza of some uh, kind that's maybe significant, but I don't know landmarks uh, uh, very well. Some iconic landmark plaza. Yeah. And then they f- they form a firework on the ground. I called it a butthole earlier, and I want to apologize. <laughs> We're above that on this show, or you know, or better than that. Um, I don't know. I assume that. The whole flash mob thing wasn't a thing at this point when this movie, this uh, video came out. But I feel like it kind of maybe it's around the same time. Is it? Yeah. It's kind of like a maybe that was the idea. Like, oh, these people are dancing, but what if no one knew about it or whatever? Yeah, I remember people mentioning flash mobs in high school, and this was like the end of high school. Right. Yeah, that checks out. Or midway. Maybe we got flash mobs a little late in New Zealand. Oh, close to the end. Well, you guys are a little late on everything over yeah. there, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get bored, Ben. Um, all in all, though, yeah, pretty good video. Yeah, it's nice. It reflects the lyrics as well. Like people just down on their luck. Yeah, like the senseless feel goodery. Like it really, it really gets into that. I, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's an accurate reflection yeah, of the song. It shows people ex- becoming more accepting of themselves and and having a good time because it's it's all about becoming more accepting of yourself and, and having fun at parties. And having fun at parties. Exactly. Something we never learned to do in high school. No, I but, still don't know how to fun, have fun at parties, but one day I'll learn. See, if there's food, you go you go for it, man. That's, <laughs> that's my hot tip. Food or a cat? Yeah, you gotta eat while you can. Oh yeah, if they have a dog, that's always nice. Speaking of parties, it's time we party with all of these cover versions we're going to talk about, starting with Amir in 2010. Now, this is four R&B singers from Boston. They're mainly YouTubers. In 2010, they claim to be the number one most popular R&B group on YouTube. Um, they were originally named One Love, and they performed on the second season of America's Got Talent. How did that feel the second time around, everyone? Did we like that? Felt I, that felt good. pretty, felt that like felt pretty good to me. My parents probably watched that. I probably saw them on America's Got Talent, but I don't remember because it was 11 years ago. Just 11 years ago. I do question, though, if they were on America's Got Talent and some of the other covers, these people are, like, established artists. They mm-hmm. shouldn't qualify to go on America's Got Talent. Like, these guys have had a record deal. I don't know at what point they went on America's Got Talent. You hearing that, Alex? Yes, I am hearing that. All right. We're back after a brief looky-loo at the the police officers. At the, the local sites of East Hastings. Now, Greta, I yes. don't know what the, the laws regarding America's Got Talent, how 
how talented you're allowed to be pre-coming on the show or successful rap. Yeah, I feel like if you've recorded an album, you don't qualify. But what if that's just an independent album? I feel like you're still some, well, I guess it depends. I've I would say you're some, still like, established artists. There have been like some pretty established artists on those talent shows. Yeah. Yeah. And you hear their story I and they're like, I was famous for like a year and I almost hit it big, but then like I broke my ankle or whatever. And they right, got, you know, they to the story. knee. But imagine if there's a humble little Alex Mildenberger coming up against this quartet that's famous on YouTube and have had like record deals. You don't think Alex could take on every member of Amir? <laughs> talent shows are, talent it, shows are weird too because I, I mean they do all kinds of different stuff but I think there's a lot of bias towards singers, right? And like bands and stuff. Oh yeah. Because like really yeah. that's probably where the money is more so than like your dogs performing tricks yeah. or whatever. Or if you're the guy that's getting yeah, jumped and performing the magic tricks. dog trainer? Like yeah. <laughs> Who wants to tune in for that? You could like maybe get to Vegas, but probably not in one of the big casinos and, you know. Yeah, that's really, yeah, what a lot of non-singers on America's Got Talent go on to do is get a Vegas gig and then like that's the peak. Yeah. And I guess the show serves its purpose for them. Yeah, we digress, but I still feel like that's not fair to everyone else. Well, you know what is fair is that these guys do a pretty good R&B performance here. They got... They do. They could start out with some smooth verse vibes. It's real, real flowy. Yeah, very, very smooth. Really noticed it, like particularly on the pre-chorus, because whereas in the original, you kind of get you like, I don't know. It's it it flows better together. Yeah, it's the difference between a staircase and like a slope, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, these guys slope it up. Katy Perry steers it up. Yeah. Um, you guys got a favorite singer? There's four guys, and they all kind of trade lines on this. Is there a favorite? Orange. Um, Orange. Is it the big guy? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe that is the big guy. Yeah, I liked him too, but that's because the other one's kind of. Oh, the other guy in the middle was all right. He had like dreads or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But could I tell them apart? If you like mix up the verses, I wouldn't know who's who. No. In all honesty, when I first actually heard this one, I stupidly thought it was one person. Be pretty impressive if it was one person. Well, it just I thought it was like one singer. There's only like I think near the end they kind of sing over each other. But then that's Katie as well. Like they have her voice. Right, in the yeah, because in the end they do that sort of same layering of the bridge with the or the middle eight with mm-hmm. the uh the chorus. Yeah. Um I do get amateur boys to men vibes from these guys. Right. Um, uh, which isn't a bad thing. I love boys to men. People love boys to men. Yeah. Um, We've and talked I, about him before on the show. I'm a bit of a sucker for a good R&B song that was very much my teen years of pop and R&B. Yeah. Oh, I just, it was. I just liked it. I had a lot of people of, did, Greta. Yeah, not me, mind you, but a lot <laughs> no, of people no. did. No, I mean it's it's um, a good sound. It's a decent version. Yeah. Um, they kind of don't like get quite as they don't like go up to the really high notes in the chorus. <laughs> don't get quite as yeah. intense, but it, it kind of like fits the way they do it better like it wouldn't necessarily make sense if they were going really hard all of a sudden no it would be out of character yeah and that said i still think they make the choruses interesting because there is still energy to it and you've Mm -hmm. got like Mm -hmm. a bit of uh improvisation and some vocal runs because they've got basically three guys doing the the actual chorus then one dude just doing like (laughs) and like doesn't alex does the music jump up a bit like the actual like 
drum machine or whatever in the chorus. It, it bumps up a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. They add like some drums and stuff. For sure. Like it, it definitely feels more elevated, the chorus. Yeah, and it's interesting because the chorus instrumentation more closely follows the original than the verse instrumentation does. So the verse is a lot of like ambient synth and like a bit of like chill out drums. And then when we come to the chorus, it's Yeah. Um I think it's good. I think they did a good job and their voices all complement each other. Um, yeah, maybe uh, an amateur or budget boys to men, but like That's still good. Still good. And like I read a little bit about them and they seem like they're all very like supportive and for the community. Like they kind of like promote awareness and raise money for charities and stuff like that. So I think they're just a bunch of good dudes. Seem like a bunch of good dudes. And they sure look like it in this music video, guys, that you two have been begging me to talk about. You <laughs> said, Jake, we gotta talk about this fucking music video. Gotta talk about this fucking music video, man. It's in what looks to be a basement and it's just the four guys standing at mics. I I don't know, face value, a young Greta would have been like, oh, they're recording this as they're videoing it. Surely that's not the case. But no, definitely not. It's got like the business looking mics in front of them. and Yeah, there's a filing cabinet in the right corner. And there's some screens. There's some screens in the left side. around the place. It's definitely like a basement home office slash recording studio. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of but stuff. That kind of makes it, makes it a bit more relatable, doesn't it? It feels like, oh, I could do that. It sure feels like they're four real dudes. (laughs) I don't know if my big worry coming in the music video is like, is this going to be relatable enough? Are these dudes real, though? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, are these dudes actually dudes? But yeah, I mean, it's it's really them. Where's the firework coming out of that? In a line. Yeah. It really is. And how do you feel? Because, like, it's four dudes. None of them are playing instruments. So whenever one of them is not singing, they all just kind of have to do this, like, nod along and really feel that groove. Do you feel like that's genuine or do you feel like that's put on? I mean, I feel like that's a question we can ask about, like, all musical performances. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'd just be waiting for my turn and, like, focused on the mic, breathing really heavy. I'm like... (laughs) Is it like, like, obviously I've never been in a professional, like, music studio, but you kind of see when they, like, play a track for people. And the people that are listening and they're not involved in making it, they kind of like do a boppy thing. And it's like, this isn't a complete song. Like, what are you bopping to right now? Maybe it's like that. They're just, they're feeling it. Is it just to show you're engaged? Is it just to make everyone else feel safe? Yeah, well. I mean, it would be I'm, a lot weirder if they stood there still. If they were standing there still, you'd think they're psychos. I mean, it, it, it makes sense visually, of course. But also, like, hmm. w- when you are performing music, I, th- I think you to some degree kind of get got to get into the physicality of it like you got to sway along or bop along or whatever uh, and then like you can kind yeah. of you know stay in the in the zone or whatever kind of in the i guess the pocket maybe if you want to call it that um that's right. maybe more of a I bass do. thing um but um i i think it, yeah it makes sense like you you stay with the rhythm as opposed to just standing stock still and then suddenly starting up again versus like keep the engine running and then you can get back into it i see so it's idling the engine i think so All right and i guess as well from a visual it's not perspective. allowed in europe yeah no no this is an american <laughs> like tradition if, if they're just standing there it's not going to look like they're enjoying the music they're not like proud of what they're doing so then you're probably going to be less inclined to be like oh this is all right right that's why I'm always bopping along as we uh, record Cover Me. <laughs> yep. With the beat. With the beat. It's moving with the beat. Yep. Um, speaking of things that need to move along, us. 
As, <laughs> as we talk about, and I swear to God, I was going to look up the pronunciation. I forgot. Telly Leung or Telly Lung. In yeah, I, I said Leung. I, I don't know. Baby, you're a firework. Come on, let your colors burst. Make them go. As you shoot across the sky. It's two vowels. Might as well pronounce them both. We've talked about him before. We have. On our I Can See Clearly Now episode before. Yeah. Did you guys like Same him Um, I don't think so. Um, I don't just... think we hated him either, necessarily. He's an American actor, singer, and songwriter, and a Glee alumni, yeah. which is definitely a mark against him. Yeah, but only for like six or seven episodes. Yeah, he wasn't like a main guy. No. Um, did you guys happen to watch the YouTube video of him performing this cover? I did uh, not. Some did of you, it. Alex? Some of it. Um, because listening to the Spotify one, I'm like, oh yeah, it's all right. Like it definitely has Broadway feel, but listening to him performing it live, it's like some Broadway nightclub in New York. It actually sounds a hundred times better. Like, cause he's not polished and like, um, I don't want to say his vocals are weak, but when he's singing it live, like it's just, um, more commanding of your attention. And right. This is, I will say on, he has a very like modern musical theater styling yeah like it sounds like every cast recording of a of a musical theater production yeah I listen to yeah he definitely has like, like a big Evan musical Hansen. theater background and i don't like that vibe no um and so you might be saying jake then why put this version on because was this or an acoustic cover no there are other options <laughs> but i think this is a pretty dynamic production and we've been talking about a few uh, artists in the past particularly meatloaf and billy joel who bring a bit of musical theater to their their pop music styling. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a valid approach to music. And I think this is one of the better examples of that. There was also the, an actual Moulin Rouge version of this song. So oh. an actual musical Moulin cover Rouge of this. Musical, yeah. yeah, like the updated one. And then I, I figured this was a little more interesting. So I went with this. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I mean, yeah. I, I think what we said, what I remember saying about the other version that he um, performed was that it sounded more like a, like almost like a resume, like a, like a portfolio thing with this one. Almost there's, there's more focus on like the, the arrangement, like the strings and stuff uh, versus his voice. There's even a section in the middle where it's just instrumental. Um, Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. So it's a little, I think a little more interesting because of that. Yeah, there is actually like a compelling musical backing here that is trying to actually support and like bring out emotion. Mm-hmm. So it starts out very stereotypically. Obviously, it starts out the little soft piano. Yeah, slow piano. But as we progress, we're getting like marching drums. We're getting strings. Like, yeah, it becomes quite interesting. Yeah, then it's kind of like there's the low cello, and then there's some higher strings in there too. Um, another thing that I thought was pretty cool uh, that hasn't really happened yet. Um, is that in his pre-chorus, he rises mm-hmm. in pitch, but like not intensity versus the other ones usually kind of have both rising at the same time. But he really holds back on the first uh, time around. Yeah. So and I, I think that's what's different in the live performance is that there isn't holding back. He's not delicate about it. Okay. So like, he's, he's, he, kinda... he's more powerful, but he's still like, I, like if you told me that the live one was a recorded version, I'd believe you because it's still flawless. Like his voice is amazing, but it's not like he's holding back. Like he's there and he's belting it out. Right. 
it's really good, the live one. Like, if it wasn't for the live one, I would be, like, I feel like you guys are being a bit nicer to it than I am. <laughs> so, so uh, like, what's your complaint with this? Just it's too soft? Is that Yeah, your- it's just soft and it doesn't, it doesn't feel too gutsy. Like, I'm not motivated to go out and let my colors burst, you know? Like, well, yeah, it, do- it certainly takes time getting to the punch of it. Yes, yeah. and, and how, it's long, like, how long is the live version? Uh, I feel like it's similar time. Pretty this comparable. It's long. The one I'm seeing is know. only I've... just under three minutes. Well, yeah, that's there's something to be said for you know. So wait, this the, the Spotify one. Brevity, five yes. Minutes? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I don't so know. This that's version, the one saw. we're listening to right now, is five minutes. I think the, the it's pretty much. I, you probably looked at the first one that popped up on YouTube, right? Yeah, because yeah, is that the one you're looking at, there, Alex? Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so there 54 you go. Or something. 54 below. So yeah, part of it is that you're and maybe that's a that's a better approach for this song. Like the original doesn't as uh, the original starts out much less soft than this one. Yeah. And it it goes to a higher point much quicker. Yeah. And saying it though, like this the, the Spotify one is still good. Um but I do think it's just a little bit like high school musical kind of <laughs> like yeah, truly what I dislike about this, as much as I can acknowledge that he's a technically skilled singer, yeah. is that the f- the flavor of vocals, surely the, that it being this modern musical theater performance, yeah. puts me off. Yeah. What do you think, Alex? Um, yeah, I mean, the quality of his voice is definitely very, like, slight compared to, I don't know, like a really powerful pop vocal. It doesn't have that same kind of thing going on. And it's not really like danceable in the same way maybe like ballroom dancing of some kind uh so it's quite different yeah but i i did think that some of the stuff it does was pretty cool like the mostly just like the strings kind of like the strings and then it gets into the middle eight gets into the like kind of pizzicato strings uh and then that trades off with the piano and stuff um yeah so yeah that even on that part the, the singing almost felt secondary so yeah and that might be one different thing, and I could be wrong because you're the expert on this, Alex, but I think in the live one, it was just piano, drums, and cello or double bass. Cello? What's the, what's the one? It's a stand-up one? Yeah. Yeah, that would be probably a double bass. I think it's a double, double bass, okay. yeah. I, I could be wrong, but I, I think well, it was... Was it super huge? It might have been an octo bass. <laughs> is, is it a thing? I don't think an octo bass would massive. fit in this room. Really? <laughs> um, um, I could be wrong on that, low. though, but... It looks like a double Definitely bass. Definitely less string. Dig a little hole for it, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's um, the pit. Pits for an octo bass. I agree with you, Ali. I think the uh, the arrangement on this is pretty strong. And I, I and I, that being said, the two su- are inextricably linked. I wouldn't use this instrumental track for other versions. Like, it has to be this musical theater flavor. Right. Yeah, yeah you couldn't do that with, like, the R&B or something. But I think if you saw this in some sort of musical review or like in maybe a version of Moulin Rouge, since apparently this song appears in there, like you'd be like, oh, yeah, this is this is a solid performance. I can also picture it. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I can also picture it in like a like an animated movie, like a meadow and someone skipping through the fields or something. Oh, yeah. It could that kind of like. Oh, yeah. Like Hercules going on on the road to. Did you ever watch the Disney Hercules movie? Um, donkeys ago. I yeah. don't. I don't remember anything about it. That's that song about him. Him going on his own way or whatever. You could. You could swap this in pretty easily. Yeah. 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 And we're gonna swap out this song to talk about the Cool Train Quartet in the year of our Lord, twenty sixteen. 
Coltrane <laughs> Quartet, they had, which seems to be a take on Coltrane Quintet, a jazz yeah. quintet that is well known. John Coltrane, a very well known. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, these guys are yeah. semi well known in cover me history because they've backed Karen Souza before. We've yeah, I Karen thought we had Sousa talked few, about them or someone related. Yeah. So I don't think it's, from my understanding, they're not like always with Karen Souza, but they played with her a lot, and that was sort of what their big like claim Time to fame, thing. I guess, like one of their their it would bigger be a moves. If she was, still yeah, there. it'd be a quintet if she was in there. So I'm not sure that she's on this track. I yeah, I didn't check. I don't remember her voice well enough. Yeah, um, nor do I. Yeah. But this is your fucking classic chill lounge jazz. Yeah, be played in elevator. Jazz, it could play on the phone on the hold line. You could start. You described it as what? Uh, they describe it as silky jazz in their description. Silky jazz. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can say that. The the beats like a little that. bit bossa nova, which is kind of jazz inspired anyway. But um, but it's much faster than I would expect from bossa nova. Right. Yeah, you can hear that in that drum kit, right? That's the real. That's where the bossa rhythm is coming in. Yeah. 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 Um, the star of the show here is the horns. Let's be real. <laughs> And I mean, I that's really of, how they control their intensity. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of... Um, oh, sorry. It reminds you of? Um, Grand Theft Auto. Uh-huh. And you know how, like... I don't know if you ever played it, but you go into, like, the bar or whatever, and it just plays, like, weird kind of, like, old-school-sounding trumpet songs. Right. It reminds me of that. I'm like, oh, like, am I in Miami Vice or something? I don't know. Yeah, it has, like, a real, like old bar or like hotel lobby feel <laughs> yeah it feels dusty Lounge, yeah yeah it's, uh, and it's not bad it's not bad but i think there's a huge glaring problem with it that the vocals are lacking. anytime there aren't horns uh, yeah that's the big problem anytime <laughs> both you both hit it on the head anytime there aren't <laughs> horns and that the like even the shift in the mirror version is much more apparent we get the sense of energy we get, but in here the the chorus is nothing. It's too even. This version is, I think, my biggest complaint. Yeah, yeah. there's no like get up and get it kind of energy. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, it's meant to be laid back and yeah, uh, yeah. I, I kind of just found this version not very interesting. It's just very very straightforward, like jazz. Yeah, by, it's by a definition solid, kind of thing. Solid foundation with nothing, no yeah. house on it, right? Like, like they play. I mean, yeah, they got the beat. They got the you know the jazz chords on your like nylon guitar, nylon strings. Uh, there's the trumpet and stuff, mostly in the chorus. But I, I don't it's nothing know. to write it's home just about, kind of is it? Uninteresting. Oh my god. We need. To, I'm sorry. We need to use this time to talk about something we forgot to talk about on the Amir version. I'm so sorry we forgot to mention this because it's at the end of the Amir version. Oh, a guy! I cannot believe we forgot. A guy says, "I always believed in you." I always believed in you. It's it's horrible because he always believed in you. It's cringeworthy. (laughs) It's like trying to be nice, but you sound like a "I told you so." Like I always believed in you. (laughs) I was very reassured. Slimy. I, I think the context matters, but yeah, it can be a little, a little cloying, a little. Uh, uh. <laughs> do, does that add anything to the song? Like, why choose that for your ending? Well, maybe they didn't know how to end it because Katie ends on like that. Yeah, that's right. 
and otherwise how would they have ended? Because they don't have those strings, do they? I guess it is a sweet little kiss on the head in a song. It's like, you're a firework. You can make it work. Make love to me, baby. Yes. I always believed in you. (laughs) Um, All that to say, yeah, you're right, Alex. This version is very boring. The the vocals are are flat. As much as conceptually I like boss and a little bit of jazz, like this doesn't deliver anything interesting in that realm. Yeah. Yeah. That fair to say? To say. And I, I think there's room for like a, a lower performance that is still engaging, at least vocally. And that brings us nicely into Puddle's Pity Party in 2017. Puddle's Pity Party. A, a strange strange thing so um michael geyer is a singer entertainer and leader of the atlanta-based band king sized he also plays a uh he has a, a persona of a sad clown named puddles who sings so if you look at the spotify description for pity puddles pity party you'll find that there is a, a whole fake story about puddles like sitting in a bar and meeting this bartender who is mike geyer and then the puddles like doesn't speak and just like stares at a what is it a bottle Wait, of seltzer what? or something this yeah. is a, what there's a whole like piece of fiction Wait, where does of him it say meeting that? the seven foot clown it's in the about section so if you click on the artist page go artist page oh, you, you go to the bottom you'll see this whole story um it reads as follows a seven foot clown walks into a bar he motions for a soda water and sits there staring at his drink the year was 1998 and puddles had wandered into the star community bar in atlanta georgia where bartender big mike guyer first laid eyes on the sad silent clown there was a heaviness about him, says Geyer. I could tell he wasn't in the mood to chat, so I pretty much left him alone except to pass him the mustard when he pulled an onion and a heel of bread out of his pocket. A couple <laughs> weeks later, he came by the bar and gave me a flyer to a show he was doing at a flea market. The sound system was crap, but his voice was something else. I've been in my share of bands and wasn't expecting much from a clown singing karaoke from a boombox. Bobby damned if his singing didn't get me all choked up. There's more, but that's the, the yeah, vibe of it. Yeah, there's a lot. What? Um, yeah, he's, he's is- a clown, basically, and the guy who plays the clown doesn't acknowledge... The clown and he are the same person. Yeah, he he treats them as as separate entities. This is crazy. Like- it's crazy, and this version gets crazier because it's actually a mashup between Firework and uh, the Henry Mancini song uh, Nadia's theme, originally titled Cotton's Dream, which hmm. is made for the 1971 film Bless the, the Beasts and Children. Well, I didn't pick up on re- that. I, I, I know why I looked up the mute. It was because I saw it on secondhand songs. It was like, this is a mashup. And I was like, I know this is. This is like, straight Katy Perry, y'all. Katie and so a rearranged version of this piece was made for the TV series Young and the Restless. What? Okay. Yeah. So that's where that, that instrumental track comes from. And it is a modified instrumental track that's present in this one. But he has, for some reason, combined these two to make this sort of depressed clown, sort of spooky, moody version. This just got so much weirder. Like, <laughs> yeah, it like, doesn't sound that weird. It sounds a little weird to listen to, but not that weird. Yeah, it plays no. pretty straight, honestly. Like, it's borderline operatic. Like, he's got deep vocals. Like, yeah, yes, it's kind of still in the like musical theater vein, but it's sort of an older style, yeah. more like a yeah, exactly. approaching opera kind of thing. Like you said, yeah, like a hundred percent. But I was very shocked to see the sad-looking clown. And I, I wasn't put off by it, but I I don't understand anything about a funny clown. No? Well, a 
clowns don't scare me, and I don't get why you would be a sad clown. Like, I don't know. Do you guys get it? Yeah, I think that speaks to often the the life of comedians. Comedians in our in our current world, and often in the <laughs> early world, I imagine, were depressed, very troubled, very yeah. troubled individuals. So a depressed clown, and it's just like a juxtaposition of the expectation of reality. It's. But now that after you've pointed out this little blurb about him well a big blurb not, yeah. I haven't even read it all but it sounds I don't know it's a little bit insane isn't it it's a bit insane I and, and maybe it has swayed my opinion a bit but I am very charmed by this version ah oh, I love his voice it reminds me of, of the snake of you because I can, I can hear, cause you've got a, a deep voice. You speak from the diaphragm. Speak from the diaphragm. And yeah, this I is also, a, this is a baritone. <laughs> this is a baritone. Yes. Voice. And this was probably the version I was singing the most after listening to to them this week. Is this one would keep coming back to me because it is because it's quite slowly sang as well, right? right so it's right. much easier to sing along with. Yeah, and he really projects the what what part is a short no. What part? I mean, we were singing it this morning. Baby, you're, you're fine. <laughs> and I do Come like, like, <laughs> I like how he does the really light kind of, uh, 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 like it kind of really makes the other part sound strong. And I, I love his voice and his performance, even though I don't entirely understand it, I appreciate it. Like, I think it's good, but it's just... When someone doesn't acknowledge that there's another part, it, like they're, they're two separate entities. Like I think the the two personas is just a classic move to separate yourself from some of your work. I think it's as simple as that. Do you do that? Um, I don't really have a. I mean, I'm the snake now, so I might start doing that. <laughs> do you do it? Separate Jake and the snake. Um, I act differently around different people. If that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah. that's a different concept. Similar. Yeah, but uh, it's not it's not as if you wouldn't respond to your name in I hope in, in any of those no, contexts. I, I, I can't like keep a straight face well enough to do that kind of thing. Because, I yeah, would try, and then would someone be, would like say something funny, and I would laugh, and I would completely would break be, character. Yeah, like if you were in like a weird character, and someone's like, "Hi, Alex," you'd be like, "Alex isn't here right now." Like, like who? You, Who's this, Alex? Yeah. I am Raúl. Like, I don't know. Raúl. All this to say, I like the vocal performance on this, um, yeah. and I think it has a similar. It encounters a similar obstacle to, like the Cool Train version, where there's this steadiness, this evenness. Because even in the the chorus section, really, what pumps up is you get this like string boom, 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 boom arpeggio. Yeah. It, it doesn't pretty really sparse. provide energy. Yeah. yeah, it's very sparse, but his vocal performance is so theatric and like emotional yeah. that it makes up the gap. Yeah, and even like, though he's it. not not only that, but he's also like kind of like pulling back on a lot of the bigger moments from the original. Like mm-hmm. on, on the like ends of lines, let it shine like it doesn't doesn't go one hundred percent kind of thing. Yeah, but I think something's conveyed in the voice that you know he could. Yeah. There's definitely so there's something a, of that. to be said of felt restraint. Uh, Whereas, other, like for for sorry. example, Telly Leung sounds like a thin, reedy man. He sounds flimsy. He sounds paper thin. But Puddles sounds like he's got. He's a deep puddle. He's, he's a deep Very puddle. Yeah. yeah. Um, go ahead, Alex. You're gonna say something else. Um, I was just uh, the other thing it does is it makes a, a structural change. So mm-hmm. um, 
it does the second pre-chorus and like i said mm-hmm. he's kind of yeah. pulls back on that on like light shine night july all that and then it doesn't go into the chorus it goes straight into the middle eight which like when That's i was right. listening to it intently uh, it kind of totally messed with me because you know it pulls I, the rug out so from under, expecting yeah. it to go in, into that because it's so strongly like it's happened before and it so strongly implies of course after the pre-course you're going to go into the chorus but then it just doesn't you're like oh shit knocks you on your ass yeah just like the lyrics say he had you falling down <laughs> down down yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, a great note. Is that uh, that same thing I noticed? It's just like, what a switch up, what a change, what a twist. And then also again, he comes in with that real strong voice of boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's great. He he does it great, right? And then the other thing to note is just a really abrupt end on this one. Oh, oh, and then that's it. Oh, I didn't realize that before. It's because you were left in awe. It's also yeah, probably because I listened to it on repeat. Court. Or lets it ring out. Yeah. And fades. That's it. That's anything else to say about this one? There is a music video. It's really just him dressed as a clown singing in a microphone, and it's not that. Yeah, the intriguing. camera just kind of rotates right. around him back and forth. Not much to say about it other than that. I do feel like the... The, obviously compared to the feel of Katie's, like this almost seems a bit sad though. Mm-hmm. It does. And like maybe, well like, especially there, there's the clown. Piano, like it's a little haunting and it feels like, yeah. yeah. And it, it's, But I think it, he still tries to like tinge it with hope. Yeah, but it's like a, a slimmer hope. It's it like a is. smaller gap that you can. And it's very in. interesting that you bring this up and I don't want to rush us too much into this next version. Yes. But the next version deliberately tries to make it sad. Yeah. It, and I noticed this particularly in the ending line. Let's just get into the discussion of Chase Holfelder in 2018. Um, so he's known for his major to minor series, which this is a part of, which, uh, as, as you might have guessed, he takes songs that are in a major key, switches them to a minor key. And he does it well. He does it pretty well. And usually I don't like to put on ones like this where that's somebody's trick. They go, ha ha, I do this every time. But the production value on this was more impressive than other versions that I looked at. And so that's kind of why we're talking about it. And Just. To- I don't think he's a one-trick pony. Like, I looked a little bit at his YouTube channel. Like, that's not his only jam. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, like, a video that was... I don't know if you say pinned to the top in YouTube. Uh, makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it was Believer, Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do this minor major shit. He made all the sounds with kitchen... Like, he did oh, the loop okay. thing. So like it a was stomp like, kind of performance. Yeah. And, like, it's just, it just says to me, like, he is talented. But this thing has obviously worked for him, so he's played that a bit more. Yeah. So just to get to my point that I was that I was transitioning into this with, the song ends with the line, all of the doors are closed. Yeah. yeah. Very sad. Very sad. But I don't think he's done enough work otherwise to deliver that take. I think you would need to alter a lot of the other lyrics to make that <laughs> ending land. And right, because the rest of the that. song, even though it's this minor conversion, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily 
feel sad or like sarcastic, I guess it would have to be, right? Because yeah. the words yeah. he's saying is still like you're you're doing good, lyrics. darling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There needs to be some other supporting stuff to support that that final line take. And there, it's not there whether it's a sarcastic tone or there's the switch of lyrics. And yeah, like like the, even the 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 minor transition itself sounds more edgy and more in the realm of like trailer music than it sounds sad. One hundred percent. I thought like Twilight or something. Like it's like a you can hear it in a movie theater with that the boom boom kind. Yeah, of. particularly with that that bass. Very yeah, intense. Ahead. Very intense version. Really, that's what is done. I mean, I, I guess you can do more than just make things sound sad with a minor key, right? Uh, yeah. And he definitely does. It, it just sounds like very dark and and very intense a lot of the time, particularly on the on the choruses. Um, I struggled with this one a little bit because mm-hmm. when his voice gets really intense, it was just very grating. You're right to me, and that's and maybe that's what, made me- what it's supposed to be. Maybe that's the point. Um, I kind of appreciated. It. Like, do you mean in the chorus? Yeah, I don't know. It just I don't know. For me, it was a little. I agree with you, Alex. Uh, One of my big takeaways way. was how impressive Katy Perry's vocals are. Coming from the, listening to this version, I was like, "Oh yeah, that actually does take a lot of work to do what she yeah. does." Like, <laughs> I've been credit. You said you enjoyed them. Well, I. Feel... What's wrong with your ears? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have bad taste? Um, no, but I feel like. No other covers, and I could be wrong, but I don't think any other covers attempt doing the high chorus. Maybe, maybe Telly Lung, but it has. Yeah, and even then, he only really tries it near the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. whereas this guy, like, he's not holding back in that chorus, and I don't think it sounds painful. I think he needs a little support, whether it's a little processing or yeah. a harmonizing track or something. It's definitely not like polished; like, it's a little bit raw. And everything else on this track is polished, though. Yeah. There's a lot of production going on here. I don't yeah. know, but I, I still like that he, he belted it out a little bit. I think it, it, it's... Yeah. Good, Sorry. I appreciated it. No, no, and no. I don't want to, like, dismiss it completely because it's definitely trying to, you know, make things discordant. So it kind of fits in with that. But I also found it just, just a bit much at times. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's a difference between, like, making something sound rough and then coming up against the limitations of your own vocal cords. <laughs> and this, to me, sounds more like the latter than the former. Yeah. But then I think going back to your note, Alex, that you said it sounds like a bit much at times. Like, when he's doing that boom-boom part, like, he kind of decreases in intensity, and maybe that's to an effort for him to balance it out. Like, because that part's normally not... Still, still energy, but he's kind of pulled it down. Yeah, in his, uh, yeah, his yeah he pulls legs. back a little. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Good time to bring up that middle eight. Um. So with the the real vibe of the choruses on this, where on Katy Perry's it's to be uplifting and energizing. On this one, it's supposed to be sort of discordant and chaotic. So that the the middle eight serves this actually very smooth and almost relieving section it's like boom 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 yeah it gets this like twinkly ep on a bit and like some piano sounds yeah that was a a good choice i think like compositionally what's going on in this track is good Mm -hmm. yeah 
And one other thing he did, and I can't remember at what point in the song it is, but I noted that he kind of like, I feel like it was earlier, he kind of echoed and overlapped his own lyric. Yeah, I believe he did. And yes. That, was that cool sort of well. thing. Sorry. Don't mean to interrupt. No, I was, I was, I was donezo. Okay. <laughs> um, sort of thing that I, I always think of Queen uh, with that, but it's fairly common where like you just sing over yourself basically. Right, yeah. So it's very hard to sing along to. In some yeah, way. you ever try to do all the... the so now I know. Now, now I know. Now I know. Now I know. But yeah, yeah. I guess in, in a little more subtle way of like, he's just holding the end of the word of the last line while he's singing the next line. Mm-hmm. Which you may uh, notice is uh, physically impossible to do as a single person singing. I believe so, I've tried but it. It's cool harmony. Now I've noted on this track that there's a one of the chipmunks makes an appearance at the beginning. What? <laughs> Briefly. <Yeah. laughs> what are they? So do you I'm know what they say? Uh yeah, at around like 15 seconds there. It's, do you ever feel? What? Yeah, here, let me pull it back for you. Oh yeah. So the yeah. So that's a fun little thing. Um, this one has a lot of the style. Like, it came out in 2018, and it has a lot of the sort of popular stylings of that, from trailer music to your trap drums in there. Yep, yep, um, yep. It, it really does sound like a product of the time. If any, if I was to call any one of these a resume piece, it might be this one. But even that said, I think it is still a cut above that that style of music. I think it's a pretty solid run overall, honestly. I think yeah, it's good. There were some I... really cool parts. I just yeah, didn't like all of them, that's all. That's fair. No, I agree with you on the chorus, and let's be honest, the uh, the chorus is the, the key part of the song. That's the, the keystone, baby, the centerpiece. I still disagree with you guys. I think... Well, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just... I think he's the only one. I feel like he's done arguably the most different approach. Like, obviously, Piddle... P- Piddle... Puddle's Piddle Party. <laughs> Puddle's Pity Party. <laughs> Piddle uh, Party is much different. <laughs> he, he, like, he t- took a different approach, but I feel like this Chase guy took a different approach entirely as well again. I think you may be right. I'd like to say that everybody here took a different approach. Not, uh, no, the jazz one is pretty much them doing their jazz stuff. Like That's that, a different approach from everybody else. Nobody else did the jazz stuff. Uh, yeah, but it's not different. I'm just defending my curation because yeah. there's a lot of versions of the song to choose from. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But you're right. He has a unique and interesting take. Yeah. Let's give our unique and interesting takes in the final verdicts. Dun, dun. That's our new sound effect we're putting there. Uh, got three categories today. The worst version, the best version, and the version that you would sync up a fireworks display to. <laughs> Greta, you are our guest today. Tell us what the worst version of this is and um, why it's the Cool Train Quartet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool Train Quartet. They are obviously talented, but it just doesn't do it for me. It just... That's it. That's it. Doesn't do it for me. Alex Mildenberger, the worst version. <sighs> worst version... Yeah, no, I also think it's the Cool Train Quartet. <laughs> I, it wasn't very interesting. It's a very, like, straightforward version of the thing they do. And, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't into it. Yeah, I got to agree with you guys. They seduced me with the horns at the start. That's really what got them on the playlist. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah! <laughs> and then I had to listen to the rest. And it's just, it's flat. It's not exciting. It's not exciting as jazz. It's not exciting as a take on firework. It's, it doesn't provide anything interesting. And they don't even have Karen Sue's on the track, I think. So, no good. Greta, best version. 
you guys are going to fight me. You're going to say it's Chase Holfield. Well, it was, it's a very strong t- toss-up between him and Pity Puddles. Um, did I say it wrong again? It's Puddles Pity Party. I really like puddles i think it's 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 entertaining but not in a fun way like it's it's captivating should i say and i feel like he's got great delivery but i just like the chase holfelder what's his name holfelder holfelder i like his i like his i think it's a solid production yeah and i like the different feel of it i like the chorus i i know you guys are shooting i I think vocally he's out of his depth there right but again the production on it is good like you don't always have to be polished and a perfect singer. No one's sure, going to be trained at. I love a lot of like roughness, roughness, and I love singers who can't technically sing. That's a lot of the music I listen to, but this doesn't hit that mark for me. No, I'm I'm still going with him after talking. This with is you a guys. dude like doing the home run signature and then bunting and then being like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I'm gonna lock him in, but he is it's a very close second for puddles. Okay. All right. Uh Alex, best version. Uh well I mean I I gotta give it to Puddles, you know? There there was some cool stuff in the other ones. But a lot of them were either more straightforward or just like generally less interesting. He had a cool I, I liked his voice. I liked his little fake out, even though it seems so simple, just not singing in the chorus was actually like a really good thing, which is weird because we were talking about how important the chorus is, but he just like yeah. total just fall, fall straight on your face or maybe, you know, whichever way you want to fall, but it's got to be Puddles Pity Party. Yeah, I got to agree with you, Alex. Puddles Pity Party, like strong voice and what it lacks in like instrumental like bombast and makes up with like emotional depth. Yeah, it's got a bit of moodiness. It's got a bit of like hope to it. It's a it's a real cocktail of emotions, and it's coming from a weirdo clown. And I just kind of like his weirdo vibe to dedicate to being a weirdo, and then just rolling with it, rolling so with confidently. it. That's I respect that more than anything, really. So yeah, best version. And I don't know if we did touch on it, but even when he's performing it, like he's reaching out and like desperation. Yeah, big he's got, hand motions. Yeah, like it's kind of like he is clawing for help or trying to pull you in or something yeah, but yeah and he's great fantastic now um, Greta you're in charge of the fireworks ceremony at at Guy Fox <laughs> night in okay. New Zealand yeah now they blew most of the budget on uh the fireworks of course but, why wouldn't you uh, so you can't afford the Katy Perry version okay <laughs> but you can afford a cover of firework yeah. Set the set the set the show to what's it gonna be honestly I'm gonna go with with old Chase Holfitter again. Yeah, a um, solid choice. Just mainly because, like, Amir too soft. Tally's too still soft, and he's just too like theatrical. Cool train quartet. That's not even worthy of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Puddles. I don't think he he has a a firework display. There's one energy. firework right at the end of this. Yeah, maybe. Um. So yeah, that's it's pretty easy. I would. Old Chasey Chase. Alex, what's it going to be? Okay, I got text message from my brother, so I didn't hear what the category was. So uh, you did, could you explain it to it me, twice. please? Uh, it's a fireworks show, Alex. You've been hired oh, to... Oh, it's a fireworks to, show. To do, what are we playing? To do Guy Fox Night, and you got to synchronize... Oh, 
uh, a fireworks to display to a song firework, but you spent too much money on the fireworks, so it can't be the Katy Perry version. Which can't is be the Katy Perry version. Um, oh, fireworks so exciting, and a lot of them don't really go for the excitement. No, there's really only two choices, and I eliminated one for yeah, you. So. so here's what's gonna happen. Here's what's gonna happen. Uh, I don't know, but like, so. As people are walking to their seats, if there are in fact seats, or maybe it's just a hillside, I don't know. But before the show starts, they're playing the Cool Train Quartet version. You know, mm-hmm. get everyone. Okay. Oh, you know, really? Relaxed, and then once after it does start, you got to go just really intense. And and I think there's none more intense than than Chase Holfelder. Yeah, I agree. Alex, when you're doing the people seating to the music, is it just going to be in the instrumental? Um, if possible yes there you go that's the ticket full horns baby yeah full horns all horns non-stop horns now me i'm gonna pick the Katy perry version because i'm better at budgeting than the both of you (laughs) wake up (laughs) (laughs) no i'm kidding don't don't blow your whole budget on fireworks for your fireworks show that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) this yeah the song's gonna be great the fireworks though yeah little little small this year Costs a lot to license Katy Perry, okay? This is going to be a candle on a table. That's it's a candle in the wind. <laughs> um, yes, no, I'd go with the Chase Holfelder version. There's a lot of big moments to sync fireworks to. Go, bam, bam, bam. That's our final verdicts. You got a different opinion, similar opinion. Want to talk about a version we didn't talk about, of which there are many? Hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise Guy. Be sure to rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. Tell your friends about us. We don't have a marketing budget. Also, you can email us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Send us your comments, questions, concerns. Be sure to check out Greta and her business. Greta, yes. shout out to social medias. What is it? Poppy Threads uh, is the username on Facebook and Poppy Threads Pop-Up on Insta. And then Poppy Threads Info at gmail.com. And to follow on the Snake's little blurb, if you think that I'm right, that the Chase one is the best, please just tweet at CoverMePod. Greta's right. There is no at cover me pod. It's got to be a hashtag, folks. Okay, hashtag cover me pod. Grit is right. It was not Puddle. Puddle's great, but I just want to see if someone else agrees with me. Okay. All right. Sure. Okay. Thank you. Now for a bonus segment. It's called Guy Fox Quiz. I made it for you guys especially. Yay. It's a whole bunch of Guy Fox Day slash night trivia. And Alex already knows at least one of the answers. I know that answer too, but Alex is uh, probably yeah. going to kick my you, ass. You little bastards. Um, here we go. What the question one? What did Guy Fox claim his name was upon being arrested? Was it A. John Johnson, B. Jesus Christ, C. William Smith, or D. Justice? Justice. Guido Fox. Um, no, that's not an answer. Um, this is what he claimed his name was upon being arrested. So I'll let you know. Not his actual name. Not his, so. So it wasn't Guy Fox. It wasn't. It wasn't Guy uh, Fox. His name and. Spanish or whatever. Um, no. So your your answers are guy. either John Johnson, Jesus Christ, William Smith, or Justice. It's got to be Jesus Christ. Alex locking it in with Jesus Christ. I'm saying Jesus I'm Christ. Tossing up between Justice and John Johnson for some reason. Okay. What's it gonna be? Well, if he's if, if Alex is going for Jesus Christ, I'm gonna go for another weird one. I'm gonna say Justice. You were both wrong. Damn it, was it John Johnson? It was John Johnson. Motherfucker. John Johnson. 
<laughs> that, that definitely uh, sounds like a made up on the fly. Like, what's your name? Uh, John Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> yeah, come on, Guy Fox. No wonder it never went through. Um, uh, now, Alex, you've already kind of got this next one in the bag. It's a, it's a defunct question because you, you yak too much. Okay. What was Guy Fox's actual name? Was it A, Guy Fox, B, Gary Fox? See, I made great pun names. C, Guido Fox, or D, Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did say Guido Fox before. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you want to guess a different answer? <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, it's Guido Fox. Nobody gets a point still. What activist group has the Guy Fox mask become synonymous with? Oh, I Is know it this. A, PETA, B, Black Lives Matter, C, Anonymous, or D, Electronic Disturbance Theater? Um, I love how PETA's an option. <laughs> it's the um, Anonymous, isn't it? So you're going with Anonymous. Um, I think that's the one. It's like this, the... You have to kind of lock in an answer here is the thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, anonymous. Alex? I'm also going with anonymous. That is correct. You're both on the board with one yes, point. Yes, one I should one. at least get half a point for saying I was thinking John and Johnson. Alex no, you don't get shit. Uh. You gotta lock it in. Gotta lock it in. You gotta lock it in. <laughs> All right, and here, here's another defunct question. What is the other name for Guy Fox Night? <laughs> is it A, Fireworks Day, B, Bonfire night. C. A celebration of terrorism. Or D. Anonymous night. Celebration of terrorism. It's got to be a celebration of terrorism, right? That's uh, correct. Okay, no, you you both get it's bonfire night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought I was, maybe people would know less about. Guy I was Fox. watching a sh- I was watching a show recently, and they mentioned bonfire night because it's a British show, and I was like, oh, is that the same as Guy Fox? And it was. I like I googled it, it like a week ago. <laughs> Damn. Well, there you go. Uh, um, Fox's failed assassination plot is known as A, the Jesuit Conspiracy, B, V for Vendetta, C, <laughs> the Gunpowder Plot, or D, the Great Parliamentary Treason. The Great Parliamentary Treason? Is that what you're locking in? Is that your final answer? Yeah. Alex? I think this uh, might be a... Uh... Might be partially a trick question, but I'm going to say the gunpowder plot. That is correct, Alex. It is the gunpowder plot. Um, it's also known as the Jesuit treason. Oh, okay, maybe that's where I... See, I, was, I, I just kind of picked words from some of the other names and, like, Mashed whipped up together. other answers. Yeah. Sneaky snipe. I'm sneaky as hell. So, Alex, you're at two points now. Greta's at one. <sighs> Alex, you don't even celebrate Guy Fawkes Day. Greta, you can tie this up <laughs> with the last question. For how long... Was Fox tortured before confessing to his crimes? Was it A, two months, B, two weeks, C, two hours, or D, two days? Alex can go first. I'll be nice. I I don't know. I'm going to say two days. I don't... Yeah. Locking that in, Alex? Locking in two days. So it was, what, two weeks, two days, two hours? Or two months. Or two months. I'm going to go two weeks. Two weeks. The answer is two days. Ah! Oh. got to read Alex. Three to one. And he doesn't even celebrate Guy ah, Fawkes Day. This is ridiculous. If it's any consolation, it's technically like three to five. Because you got the, the, the two the other two questions. Guido Fox. And, yeah, and that's Bl- our Bl- numbers. Night. That's our numbers. It's not bad. Alex, the king of Guy Fawkes Night is your title now along with resident music expert. (laughs) And that concludes our bonus segment.
And as we always say on Cover Me, Cover Me's always been inside of you. You. You.